Safety is not the absence of accidents. Safety is the presence of capacity. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pre-Accident Podcast. I am your host today. My name is Todd Conklin. How are you? Okay, so today's podcast is going to be around the word capacity. Um, and the word capacity, I think, offers with it a tremendous amount of confusion. At least that's the feeling I'm getting. I talk about capacity a lot, um, and I think it's a good word to use as I understand it. So when we set up our discussion around capacity, one of the things that we should really understand is what this means and how do we understand it in the context of our organizational work and how do we understand it in the context of what we do? How do we measure it? How can we tell where it is? How can, how can we tell what's happening? And so that's really what this discussion is going to do. It's going to talk in detail at least a little bit around the notion of capacity. I'm going to freewheel it because I think that's the way to do it. But I think this will help people um, at least a little bit understand why it is we use this word. So without much more debate, let's go into the word capacity. So if I were going to define capacity, it would have a couple definitions. I, I mean, and I guess we could look these up. Um, a dictionary is a great place to go to understand sort of the socially constructed meaning around a word. But remember, meanings aren't in words. Meanings are in people. And so the dictionary helps us understand how our contemporary society defines a word. And this, I think, will help us a little bit. There's sort of two ways you can look at capacity. The first way is capacity is the maximum amount that something can contain. So I have a 16-ounce glass and I have 16 ounces of lemonade. If I pour the 16 ounces of lemonade, I will fill the glass up all the way to the very tippy top, to the rim, to the brim, and it will carry no more. That glass is at capacity. And that's one definition. It has to do with volume or size or magnitude or measurement or proportion or amount or even even dimensions, right? The capacity of a, uh, of a, of a rental car, right? Or the capacity of a rental car trunk. Maybe that's a good way to look at it. That's one definition. But that's not the definition that we care very much about. I mean, it fits. It fits nicely. But it's not the way I use capacity when I say the word capacity. The second definition has to do with the ability or the skill or the power or the capability to do or to experience or to understand something. The ability to do, experience or understand something, the ability to understand something, the ability to experience something. That capacity, let's use it in a sentence. Um, my helper has a tremendous amount of capacity to make PowerPoint slides, right? They have a great capacity in making PowerPoint slides. That second definition is probably much closer to how I use the word capacity. 
So let me tell you a little side story because that'll help you. For many, many, many years, um, one of the big challenges that I've done on this journey is to help organizations redefine safety. We define safety as the absence of a negative. So safety is the absence of injury. Safety is the absence of an accident. Safety is the absence of, of, uh, of an event. Those are really quite horrible ways to define a reliable and stable system because you're actually defining the system and understanding the system by counting what failed in the system. I've always thought it was goofy, and, and I mean that, goofy, that our metrics for safe performance in an organization is that we measure the number of people we hurt. What we're missing when we measure the number of people we hurt are the virtually unlimited number of times workers do high-risk work and don't get hurt and don't fail. We almost discredit the fact that the system's normally stable, normally reliable, and normally incredibly productive in order to value something that's easy to measure, and that is where exactly the system failed. So I made this slide that said safety is not the absence of accidents. Safety is the presence of defenses. I never liked the word barrier, although in process safety and for you safety engineering people, I understand barrier because it's between the energy and the worker. I mean, I, I get why it's there. But from a communication standpoint, barrier seems like something that sort of makes it hard for the worker to be safe or to be successful. I love the word safeguard, but safeguard oftentimes leads towards engineering controls, as does defenses. I really like the word control, but that kind of got confusing. But it's the same idea. All these ideas, defense, barrier, control, safeguard, they're all the same idea. There are just different ways to sort of trigger that thought. Remember, meanings aren't in the words, they're in the people who use them. And some industries, oil and gas, for instance, are really comfortable with the word safeguard. Whereas other industries, the nuke world, they're really comfortable with the word defenses. Some organizations really like the word barriers. Lots of places like the word control. But all of those seemed really linear to me. I mean... That's not exactly what it is we're trying to think about or what we're trying to do. And so I, th I thought, well, I don't know what to, what to do about this, but I'll, I'll stick with defenses and kind of illustrate my thinking. And I was given a presentation someplace, and Sidney Decker was there. And he came up to me and he said, that first slide is, is really normative. It's really old school, and it's a little bit linear. We know that human errors never causal. That's how he started this conversation. And that safety is not the absence of accidents. It's really the presence of, of some other word. Think of a better word. Well, I had to present in like two minutes. I mean, he did that right before I went up to give a presentation to a whole giant auditorium full of people, of course. And I thought, well, you know, it's really kind of this notion of capacity. And so I replaced it with capacity and it made the cut. I don't know how I made the cut. And I'm not sure it's the perfect world word, but I think it's a good word to talk about what it is we manage, which is the presence of positive. 
It's the presence of safeguards. It's the presence of engineered controls. It's the presence of administrative controls. It's the presence of rules and policies and procedures and regulations. It's all the things we do that don't allow a system to fail, but in fact allow a system to succeed. All the things we do that don't keep a system from failing, but they allow a system to succeed. And that's how I use the word capacity. So how do you measure it? Well, you can't measure it using traditional understanding of reliability. You can't say that we measure capacity by counting the number of people we hurt. You have to measure capacity by understanding your ability for your system to fail, recover, and learn. So when the software industry talks about chaos monkeys where they send a piece of software into a system and fail the system on purpose so that they can actually measure how long it takes the system to identify the problem, fail, recover, and get better and learn, what they're actually measuring with that chaos monkey is capacity. But it's hard for some of us because you can't go out and injure a worker and see how long it takes you to identify the worker's injured. That's not going to help. Well, it'd be mean. What you have to do is think, how much capacity is in my system so that when it fails, the, the system has the ability to bend and stretch. The failure happens. It's in motion because complex systems are never stable. They're always in motion. The system fails and recovers and bounces back and in many cases comes back to a stronger, more robust system than it was before it failed. That is capacity. And so if you think about capacity, it's, it's how much resilience does your system have? How robust is your system? How much recovery does your system have? How many defenses are in your system to make it better? Capacity is the ability to understand work, but not just work. It's the ability to understand successful work and its resilience or recoverability to handle normal failure as a function of operational variability. That's a pretty fancy pants sentence, I'll grant you. But what I'm saying is you got a plan to fail. And when you do fail, does your system fail safely? Does it fail stably? Does it fail operationally so that you have the ability to pick up and do what it was you were doing before the variability happened in that process? That idea is really important. That's a kind of a brief definition of capacity. So does my system have the capacity to fail and recover. Well, the only way I'll know that is by going out and actually looking at my system and talking to the people who use my system and asking questions about the many ways the system could fail. And when it does fail, the most important ways to recover. So I was thinking about this. Um, well, I mean, a great example would be your laptop computer that you carry with you. 
How often do you back it up and why do you back it up? Because mostly you don't need the backup. In fact, I would suggest you almost never need the backup until you do. But when you need the backup, it's vital. I'm, it's everything. It's, it's the most important thing in the world. That backup is capacity. And you have to ask this question. Do I have enough capacity? Am I backing up enough times? Is my capacity large enough? Is my backup drive big enough? Am I gathering the right things? Am I mirroring my entire computer? Because all of those things are going to matter, not during normal operations, because you don't need the backup during normal operations. It's going to matter when you spill a Coke on your computer or when you drop a bowling ball on your computer or when somebody steals your briefcase out of the back of a classroom. All those things are incredibly possible. They're hard to predict and they don't happen often. But they all could happen. What you manage in your organization are not accidents. In fact, there's a good case to be made that accidents manage you. What you manage in your organization is much more than accidents. What you manage in your organization is the organization's ability to recover. You can't measure the failure to describe capacity. You have to understand the recovery to the failure to describe capacity. And so, therefore, you have to measure the recoverability that exists in whatever system you have. And that is how you can manage the word capacity. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a good description. Maybe that's a crappy description. But ultimately, that's how I think of that word. And I don't want to confuse. I mean, my goal was not to use a word that was especially esoteric and freaky and hard to describe. That's the last thing I wanted to do. I just didn't want to use a word that was incredibly linear and that somehow meant that every single system has to have a hardcore engineered control to it before it can work. Because it's more than just hardcore engineered controls. And yet it includes hardcore engineered controls. It's the capacity for the system to flex and bend and then recover. Not to break, because that's a system that has no capacity, but to flex and bend and recover. My last example, and there are tons, but the one I think about a lot are the way we've organized aviation travel in the United States for sure, but kind of in the whole world. We use a system called hub and spokes. So we have hubs across the United States Depending on what airline you fly, you know exactly. If you're Delta, you know that Salt Lake's a hub. You know that Detroit's a hub. Atlanta is a gigantic hub, right? And those hubs have little tiny flights that go out to the rest of the world. And so if I fly from Santa Fe, New Mexico, I have to take a spoke to Denver, which is a hub, and then I'll change planes in Denver to, let's go to Tucson, to another plane that goes to Tucson, and that's how I get to Tucson. That's a hub and spoke. That's, that's how we've got that system organized. And it's a great system when things are normal. When the weather's good in Chicago or the weather's good in Atlanta or the weather's good in Detroit or the weather's good in Salt Lake, it's a pretty good bet I'm going to make my flight. But one simple problem 
at any place will drop that whole entire hub and spoke model in seconds. So my flight leaves at 1 p.m., but the flight that's going to pick me up was a hub and spoke from Philly to Detroit and then from Detroit to Albuquerque, right? That's kind of a classic hub and spoke. There's maintenance issues and it can't leave Philly, which means it doesn't get to Detroit, which means it doesn't get to Albuquerque, which means I don't get to Denver, which means I can't go to Tucson. That's a system that when it works well is very, very effective. But any kind of variability in that system and it's brittle, it snaps, it breaks, and it fails. It fails in timing. It fails in the ability to carry me where I need to go. I just don't get where I'm going. You're basically one snowflake in Chicago away from missing every single flight. That is a system that is very good at making money and being efficient, but it's very bad at having the capacity to manage off-normal conditions or variability. That is the definition of capacity. So I hope that helps. <laughs> I got a lot of questions about that, a bunch of questions. And uh, it, it's a fair question. There's no doubt about that. It, it, it It's a very meaningful term to me, but I don't think I spend very much time talking about what it means. And so therefore, I think it's kind of a confusing term to people, especially who are just kind of starting this journey and understanding really the notion of resilience and, and they haven't been thinking about it a long time like we have. I hope that helps. That, that is my goal. That's always my goal. Until then, my friends, learn something new every single day. Um, and maybe you did today. Maybe not, but maybe so. Have as much fun as you possibly can. And for goodness sakes, be safe. Good goes around and around.